0: I sure am glad this App State series is over because my feeble little heart cannot take the stress of these games anymore. Folks, the Tar Heels escape with a double overtime 40-34 to victory. And most important, they're 2-0. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, September 11th, 2023, 22nd year anniversary of 9-11. My heart goes out to those of you who this is a very difficult day. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade, the host of the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. Welcome in. So glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. If you're an everydayer, man, it's great to be together as always. For those of you who are new to the show celebrating another football victory, Come on in. The water is fine. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more because right now new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. As always, in our football game recaps, we're going to have our three stars of the game, our three plays of the game, my shady stat of the game, got a little bit of a quick weekend rip whip around, <laughs> rip wound. that's how you say it, right? Uh, but as always, we've got to start with the biggest takeaway, two very quick things before we get there, though. Number one, how about Sam Howe getting the W as the QB1 of the Washington Commanders to start the season? Congrats, Sam Prove them wrong. Let's go. And then the other thing, man, I just want to point out, I loved, loved, loved whoever's decision it was. I'm just going to credit it to Mac Brown to have Tez Walker be an honorary captain on Saturday. Just a great move. And I love that Tez is, is, is around and doing it and being part of it. Um, just speaks to his character as well. Continuing to think of him and his family. All right. Biggest take of this game. I I do not want to take any credit away from App State for playing yet another tough game against the Tar Heels. That said, the reason this game is stressful is because Carolina had all sorts of chances to put more of a stranglehold on this game from the very outset. And they were unable, incapable, whatever, of doing so. They just missed a lot of them. And a lot of them were infor- unfortunately quite self-inflicted. And so for Carolina to be to the next level that they want to get to, to sustain what happened last week against South Carolina, times like this can't happen. I I know it's 18 to 22-year-old young men, you know, a little variance uh, there. And I know there's all sorts of stuff going on. I get that. But if you want to be... Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, who? Ohio State, man. there's a next gear you got to get to where you can't allow these kinds of things to happen. You have to limit missed opportunities so that you can put away a game early and often, as I talked about as one of my three keys to the game, and Carolina just couldn't do it. Now, I want to enumerate some of those things for you, but before we get there, I do want to actually make a couple, despite what I just said, I want to make a couple excuses for the team because they did after all win the game. And isn't that what it's all about? In fact, sometimes these are the best kind of games where you get the dub on the scoreboard, but there's a ton that the coaching staff can point to and teach from. And I know losing is often the best teacher, but winning with lots of learning lessons, I I think is an equally great teacher. So let me give you three reasons that, that I, Uh, I think explain maybe some of why Carolina had some of what they did yesterday. Number one, massive game in week one, all the lead up to it, national television, college game day, the Drake May versus Spencer Rattler, the we're the real Carolina of it all, which that's completely fabricated. Let's be honest, all that buildup win or lose. You're almost always going to have a letdown after that, no matter how much you want to um, say that you're not going to. It's just true. But the job is to not let that letdown turn into a loss. And the Tar Heels didn't. They won. Second, one of my other three keys was to not let the Tez Walker news become a distraction, but rather to allow it to be motivation to win. Um, and, And despite best intentions, I think it was absolutely a distraction not necessarily during the game but i think in the week leading up i just think the the uncertainty of it the the hopefulness of it the talking about it the media maelstrom around it like there's it's just everywhere and i, I don't see how that cannot um affect you and at least be somewhat of a distraction but distraction or motivation carolina found a way to win and the third kind of excuse i want to make you know to say here's here's maybe why some of this Uh, played out the way it did yesterday or on Saturday, excuse me. Let's also factor in and and coach Brown said this post game app state has nothing to lose. They're an FCS team on the road, playing with house money. All the pressure is on Carolina to win this game because it doesn't do anything for you. You win the game. You're supposed to win the game. You lose the game. You're terrible. We drop you out of the top 25 on Sunday. And yet, The guys were able to stay, you know, despite the issues I'm, I'm mentioning, they're able to find a way to do it. And I think that speaks to the vet, you know, said gray is the head of the snake on the defense. Drake may keeping everything going on offense. Carolina finds a way, but. I do want to mention several of these missed opportunities that could have made the day a lot more stress-free, not only for the team and the coaching staff, but all the rest of us watching this game. Let me give you three things just from the first offensive drive for Carolina. Number one, Kamari Morales drops a beautiful ball that to me would have been six. Uh, it was the play where uh, Drake basically had to yank the read, the ball back uh, on the RPO from Omarion Hampton because he saw Morales streaking free. Hits Morales at, Carolina was like at the 30-something of upstate, Hit Morales like right at the 20. I, it looked like six to me. There was a defender that might have got him coming from Morales' left, but regardless, uh, homie was wide open. You got to haul that in. It's a whole different tenor. To this ballgame, if you score right out of the gate and say, foot down, let's drive, right? I think it was the next play. J.J. Jones, it's third, third and like four. J.J. catches the ball, has a first down, but trying to get some yak, yard, some yak yards after the catch. Steps back behind the sticks, makes it fourth and one. Dude, just go down. You have to know where the sticks are. And and if it's like clear and obvious, I can get some more yardage, go do it. If not, go down, take your first down and live to fight another day. Because the problem is on that fourth and one, the very next play, Carolina inexplicably goes wildcat, which never in the history of mankind has ever worked. I know wildcat works sometimes. It just feels that way. Why are you taking the ball out of Drake May's hands on that play? Whether it's him using his feet, making a good read, letting Omari and Hampton come from the running back spot where he you know, goes on to have a monster day, I I just don't get that. Use your ACC player of the year to get you a first down there. So you don't pick up that first down. The drive stalls out. So instead of three points or seven points, it immediately gives the ball back to App State and immediately gives them more life. Literally, the next drive for Carolina, third and one at midfield. Again, they go wildcat. And of course, again, it doesn't work and they have to punt. So two opportunities to go get points. You don't get either of them. The ensuing App State possession. Here's another mistake. Starts at the Carolina five. Great punt from Ben Kiernan. Heels get App State to a third and 12. And then Kevin Hester gets a face mask called on him. So instead of a three and out punt to Carolina in probably great field position. No, they allow App State to have the last like four minutes of the first quarter, take up the first four minutes of the second quarter and get three out of it. So instead of getting the ball back, no, it's now three nothing App State because of a face mask. And listen, all App State's trying to do at that point is just clear some space so they can punt. And also, said Gray is literally right there. As soon as the face mask happens, you see Gray come into your picture and just wrap up. Boom, there's your tackle right there. You you have to know you've got somebody that's going to get this dude down in less than 12 yards. That's another mistake. Uh, Gainer's holding penalty. Um, Carolina is driving to put the game away in the fourth quarter. They had just scored to make it 27-24, and they got a three and out. Now they're up three points. It's a third and 11, 5.22 to go, ball on Carolina's own 43. You're feeling pretty good. Like, hey, if we can pick up this first down, we can run this clock way, way, way down, hopefully get a touchdown and make this a two-possession game. You know, keep riding Hampton, whatever it is. So great catch from Bryson Nesbitt, an, an opportunity to get some yak, which he does, gets the first down, and unfortunately, there's a hold on Corey Gaynor. So instead of a first down and the ability to burn multiple more minutes, Drake may can't pick up the first down on the next play. Carolina has to punt and app state eventually on that drive goes and ties the game. And then uh, we know what happens from there, which is the missed field goal at the end of regulation. I mean, you, you just have to make this, you know, that, that was the struggle for Carolina down the stretch last year, inability to put a game away with field goals. And that's why Ryan Coe's here and, I mean, you just got to hit those, which, by the way, it was a bad beat. The over under at Fanduel was 58 and a half points. At that point, the game was 27 all, which is 54. So you got the under. If Ryan Co hits that, the game ends total of 57. But instead, it's going to overtime. And the only way it stays in an under right now is if the first team doesn't score or gets a field goal. And the second team either doesn't score or gets a field goal. That ain't happening. You're not just getting one field goal out of OT. So bad beat there for everyone who had the under. You hate to see it. Um, here's the deal, though. And 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 the defense. Just unlucky breaks, man. And they had multiple. There were like nine quarterback hurries, I think. And just you couldn't get them down. It was so close. So close. And a lot of that is because Carolina wasn't blitzing as much as they did against South Carolina. But Hey, here's the deal. I I say all this and say you got to get better in these, but once again, let me reiterate, it is good to get a W on the board. It's good to get a close win early. Get that out of the way. Get that close game pressure out. You know you can do it. You know you can bond together and get a win. So next week, hold serve against Minnesota and then roll into ACC play and just start doing work. But again, You have to take advantage of the moments that win football games. All right, coming up next, it's our three stars of the game. I bet you can easily guess who at least one of them is, the dude that ran over all of App State on Saturday night. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. It's time for your game changer of the week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Omarion Hampton's performance on Saturday night, ridiculous performance, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. They make these non alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well crafted, just like a full strength beer. Omarion Hampton's performance, over 200 yards coming in with with British Brooks out of the game, man, that is absolutely your game changer. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. Again, that's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times want to remind you to make sure to check out Locked On College Football Kickoff Live coming up on Friday around lunchtime, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, here on Locked On Tar Heels or any other Locked On College YouTube page. All the great action and preparation for you ahead of next weekend. Make sure you check it out. Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, coming up this Friday. All right, our three stars of the game. Let's not bury the lead here. Omarion Hampton is a dude. Eight for 126 with about six minutes to go in the second quarter. He was already sitting there. This this dude winds up with an absolute ridiculous, ridiculous game. He's one of those players where you have to send multiple defenders at him to get him down. I mean, it's just... Absolutely insane and so fun to watch. He finishes up with 26 rushes for 236 yards, three touchdowns. With I mean, it's just absurd. Also, let's not forget he had uh a one reception for 10 yards there. So Omarion Hampton just an <laughs> gosh, what a performance! That was super fun to watch. Um, I was I was getting nervous with it because um the, the rush he had right before the end of regulation put him over 200. But then App State ended up getting called for like 87 men on the field. And so the penalty negated those yards and he went back under uh, back under 200. So maybe that was the one good thing about Ryan go missing was it gave uh, Omarion the opportunity to go back up over 200. Um, pretty funny stuff there. Um, anyway, Omarion Hampton is a freight train and I love it. And uh, we want to get British back soon because you love him. You love what he brings to the team. But I think Hampton's your bell cow, folks. Number two of our three stars, Elijah Huzzy. Dang, son. I. This is such a great pickup. Um, You know, last week after the DeAndre Boykins news came out, Huzzy had to go play that star position, the nickelback. Um, instead of his more dominant, more accustomed to cornerback position, and that's not the ideal. You know, he just doesn't have many, if any, reps there really. But I love seeing him get to get the start back at cornerback this week, um, which allowed DJ Jones to start at, at star. Super cool to see him after his switch get over there. But Elijah Huzzy, um, just just changing. Yeah, like, I, I tr- here's the way to say it. I trust him in the secondary, and I just never felt that last year with, you know, due respect to Tony and Storm and others. Tony Grimes and Storm Duck. Like, it's just different. If, if you're going to Elijah Huzzy, I feel good about it. Great example is App State's possession in the second overtime. First down. For some reason, they throw at Elijah Hussey. He's in great position, almost picks it off to end the game right then and there. Second down, Cedric Gray gets a stop on a run. But then third down, uh, they get um some, some uh who was it? Power Eccles almost got to Aguilar. Great, great um hustle there. But Aguilar gets it off, and it's looking like his receiver is gonna have some open field. To be able to get a first down, but he cannot shake Elijah Huzzy, who makes a beautiful, beautiful open field tackle to um, bring up fourth down there. And yeah, obviously they're going to go for it because Carolina's already scored a touchdown. But still, it's like hoo, 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 hoo. that was close and felt good. And then fourth down app inexplicably again goes at Elijah Huzzy, little more contact than you'd like to see there. It goes uncalled and ball game. Three of those four downs in that final sequence for App State, Elijah Huzzy is right there in the mix, either nearly getting a pick and if nothing else, completely shielding the receiver in that position. Great open field tackle to force fourth down. And then just right there on the final play of the game. So uh, hopefully Carolina will still keep him out on the edge on the corner. Um, and whether it's DJ Jones or somebody in there at Nickelback, but love to see it. And then here's my third star of the game. And this is going to, you're going to hear this and think like, huh, it's Drake May, And here's why. Drake May 21 for 30, 208 yards, 0 passing touchdowns, 0 interceptions, sacked twice, rushed 11 times for 68 yards, although a couple sacks nets him 57 yards, whatever with the NCAA's silly record keeping on those things. But but here's why Drake May is one of our three players of the game, one of our three stars. Two games in, he does not have electric numbers. They're not Heisman level numbers. You know, he's got a new offensive coordinator that I, you know, I like a lot of what Chip Lindsey's doing. There's a couple quibbles I would have like those wildcat plays. Um, but Drake's not trying to force things that he's not being asked to do. He's trusting his coaching staff and, and making the plays. They're going to keep working and, and plugging away and getting this thing figured out. Like what, how do we put ourselves in the best position to win? But there is a better balance with um, the running game this year. And Drake thus far, isn't having to do as much. And I think that's important. I talked about that last week. I think ultimately that allows him to be fresher, allows him to be more efficient, and is probably going to open up some of the receivers more. And I know you don't have a Josh Downs and an Antoine Green running outside. And I know the the, the tight ends have to step up more than they did on Saturday. I don't know John Copenhaver's got a, you know, banged up, whatever. But I just love that Drake isn't saying like, hey, I'm a projected top end of the first round guy. I'm a projected Heisman candidate. I Put the ball in my hand. Let's bomb. And there's going to be times when Carolina does that. But it doesn't have to be always. And I love that Drake May is just letting it unfold. Because right now, Drake May is not having Heisman type numbers. But you know what is more important to him? his team is 2 and 0. And and that's what Carolina is trying to do. Man, like that uh the final Carolina touchdown of the game, that decision to keep on the that option there and, you know, it had been going Hampton, 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 Hampton. Everyone's crashing down. Drake pulls it runs untouched to the end zone to give Carolina the final score of the game. And then that beautiful little kiss of a finger roll as he crosses The plane of the end zone, thankfully far enough into the end zone uh, to not um, have anything uh, get called back there for him getting rid of it too quickly. But I, I make Drake May a star of the game because I just appreciate the way in which he's handling playing things a little bit different right now. I think that's going to continue to unfold and change as the, as the coaching staff and Drake works together to figure things out as they work Nate McCollum in as, as they get more comfortable, but, but keep in mind too, they're expecting to have Tez Walker right now, who would be, you know, from everything we're assuming would have been the number one receiver that changes the dynamics a lot too. Let's not forget that, right? Drake may star of the game. Uh, A couple quick things before we get to our three plays of the game. Just a couple of quick hitter nuggets for you that I just thought were really interesting. App State was perfect on fourth down all night, two for two until the final play of the game. <laughs> That's stressful, but it made for a cool moment. North Carolina had lost six straight overtime games before this one isn't that wild. Um, so but they gotta win and you love to see it. Um, in fact, it was two straight games at home playing in overtime. Remember the last home game prior to this? I know it's painful, but it was NC State. Um, talked about Drake May's numbers. It is now six straight games for him, throwing under 300 yards, in passing yards. And that dates back to the final four games of last year. But here's what's interesting about that. The difference is those final four games of last season, all L's. These first two games of this season, both W's. But not only is it the last six games all under 300 yards, three of those six have been under 210 passing yards for Drake, somewhere between 200 to 210. But here's the thing. The lower numbers is not about Drake's capability in in this season so far. It's about what I just said with Tez Walker. It's about calling a little bit of a different game, at least right now. And at least on Saturday, it was about... Wasn't anyone stopping Omari on Hampton, so just keep feeding him the rock and letting him bulldoze everyone in his path. I mean, it was absurd. So Carolina's doing what they need to do to win games, not worrying about numbers for Drake May. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Another quick nugget. Great news about uh, British Brooks. We found out like at game time that he would not play. Um, From Coach Brown's press conference, we learned it's just a, not just a, but it's a thigh bruise. And just out of an abundance of caution and knowing that you've got a really full running back room, no need to trot him out there and just, just being cautious. And so that's why, you know, you saw British um, in, in uniform at, and so, but not playing that game time decision. So we'll see what next week brings, but uh, based on what we just saw from Amarion, you take your time getting back British. We'll do. We'd love to have you, but it's not worth you risking injury. Um, I already said it, but so cool to see DJ Jones get a start at star in his new defensive role. Uh, looking at the polls, um, Carolina falls to 20 and 18 in the APN coaches' polls respectively. And then, hey, finally, the Tar Heels beat a backup quarterback, right? Man, great stuff there. Well, I want to tell you about our three plays of the game and, of course, the shady stat of the game. Got to get those sunglasses ready. We'll hit all that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by FanDuel. Oh, man. Uh, You know, the NFL season, it's off and going now. And I know a lot of you are Panthers fans. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We barely win. And so just give us one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but seriously, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $5 and get $2.200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get 100 off of Sunday NFL ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from point spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we roll on with our three plays of the game. And the first one is the Chapman pick. For me, the most important play of the game. North Carolina had just answered App State to tie it at 17. We're midway through the third quarter, and it's starting to feel a little like, you know, were you with me? Were you there in these moments? Mountaineers are down to the Carolina 30. They had been at the 31, got a penalty back to the 36. They have no signs of slowing down. Well, here we go on this play. Cedric Gregg gets some pressure. I thought was key by the way, because it forces Aguilar to make kind of a rushed throw. And um, there comes Chapman gets this pick. Carolina gets the ball back and goes, goes down and um, Carolina almost turns it into six. Bryson Nesbitt just barely can't get his foot down, but they get three and that'll work to get the lead at 20 to 17. So good stuff there. Now the second play of the game was actually on the drive Prior to that, where Carolina had just scored to tie it at 17. Last week, one of our plays of the game was the Drake May, kind of the Mahomesian sidearm throw, like just in that nice little window. This was another inventive Drake May play. Eleven forty nine left in the third quarter. Carolina's at a third and four. And here's why this is so important. Carolina's at their own 31. A stop for App State on this play is a three and out. Looks like they're going to get it, because Drake May is wrapped up around his waist Carolina is going to have to punt and it, you know, could have allowed app state to go get another score for a two score lead. Right at this point, it's 17 to 10 and it's just like, Hey, Oh boy. But Drake may has the peace of mind to keep his eyes up, keep scanning and looking. And Oh, there's Omarion Hampton right in front of me. Let me throw a shovel pass to him for the first down. And that's exactly what happened. Just, this dude making plays. You love to see the impro- improvisation. You love to f- see him finding a way to extend the play and get something for his team. Oof. Good stuff there. All right. Third play of the game, Hampton's touchdown run for the first Carolina points of the day. Yes, it was a bummer to not get British Brooks in this game, but you know, and, and you know that Omarion is capable, but dang. What a day he had. So uh first down of the second or this this drive right after App State had gotten the first points of the day. It was three-nothing. Brooks runs or Brooks, sorry, Hampton runs for seven uh to the 32. And then next play, boom, a great block on the left side of the line. Hampton jump cuts and is gone, racing just out racing the App State defense and, and secondary uh to get to the end zone for Carolina's first points of the game. And my dude is six foot, nothing, 220, but boy, can he go. And you love to see him get up to top speed. And again, props to the line for their blocking on that play. By the way, uh, one other honorable mention play. Thank you, App State, for passing on first down in the second overtime and kind of getting behind the chains there. I know you've got four downs, but psychologically, you just took yourself way out of that. And the Tar Heels say thank you. <laughs> All right. It's time for the shady stat of the game. We just talked about Omari on Hampton. Friends, how could it be anything other than his 234 rushing yards? And here's part of it too. Omari on Hampton by himself had more rushing yards than App State did as a team. 219. And that's not taking out any sack yardage because there weren't any. <laughs> uh, and then uh, not only was it more than App State... He had more rushing yards than Drake may had passing yards. He had 234 to Drake's 208 passing yards. So it was the most single game rushing yards for a Tar Heel since You can probably guess it. Two guys in one game. Yes. Going back to the 2020 regular season finale where both Javante Williams and Michael Carter had more rushing yards than this. Carter had 308. Williams had 236, just barely passing the 234 that Omarion Hampton had on Saturday. Quick, quick whip around the rest of Tar Heel athletics to catch you up to other things that were happening uh, over the weekend. As a reminder, none of the rest of this was on campus. So you're going to take any wins you can get women's soccer tied at number 12, Alabama won a piece on Sunday. Anson Dorrance and his, squad just keep going anywhere and everywhere to play all the best teams in the land and you love to see it men's soccer also got a tie they uh, tied at virginia tech also won all on friday field hockey won at old dominion on sunday two to one and then volleyball unfortunately fell to both michigan and michigan state over the weekend so just more and more athletic competition going on you love to see it love to see the tar heels doing work and boy Boy, 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 what a great thing to be able to escape with this win despite all the uh, stress of it. But hey, 2-0 in the past two years against App State, but uh, a total of eight-point margin of victory in those two wins. Friends, that's it for Monday's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade. You can email us. Locked on tarheels at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on audio and video formats. Go ahead and smash the like button if you're watching so we know you're here. We would love to hear your thoughts and comments on this game as well. Hey, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. The Heels are 2-0, and right? We'll be back to talk again more tomorrow from Carolina Athletics. But until then, peace.